Michael Lee is my guest, uh, multiple TEDx speaker and uh, just full-on creativity guru joins me now on Zoom. Michael, good evening to you and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Happy New Year, brother. Are you well? Happy New Year, Aubrey. It is, uh, wow, the first time I've spoken to you this year. Happy New Year. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we continue on our uh, on our very special conversations around creativity. And tonight you want to talk a little bit about how we can make sure that we, you know, fulfill those uh, aspirations uh, that we created uh, when we made those uh, New Year's resolutions. But I'm also interested in another dimension of the conversation that would involve the tools uh, that are at our disposal. And that is, for example, artificial intelligence that's becoming a reality for us. Talk to me about that, Mike. Wow, there's two big topics that uh, I'm going to figure out by the end of this hour how we put those together. It's creative <laughs> about a, it. Yeah, give me a few minutes. Let's start with the let's start with the resolutions. Um, as usual, I did an article uh, for the Mail Guardian this month on that topic, and it, it you know did a lot of looking into that. Did you know that about half of the people in our society make New Year's resolutions? Did you make any? No, I just tried to make sure that the ones I made last year are fulfilled. So I'm, I'm still busy on that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, right? So half the world, literally half the world does this or half, at least half the people in our country and most of the, you know, countries where this is a tradition. And it's one of the world's dumbest traditions because uh, do you know what the statistics are in keeping these things? It's not just you, right? It's less than one in 10 that you'll actually fulfill New year's resolution. Mm. You, you actually, you're better off playing a lotto um, Powerball. <laughs> Powerball has a 4% chance of winning something, and the average payoff is much higher. So um, it, literally by now, 25 to 30% of people's resolutions have failed. Sure. By Valentine's Day, it'll be about 80% have failed. Why? And we keep doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what does that have to do with creativity? So this is the theory, is that, you know, there's... Another way to look at this, which is that in in innovation, creativity, you know, 95% of products, uh, innovations fail. Mm. So it's normal. It's normal to create stuff that doesn't work, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of reasons why we fail at New Year's resolutions, right? For example, um, we are taking on promises at the beginning of the year because we're supposed to, because, oh, New Year's resolution, right? Mm. But it's probably not the time, you know, when you really get committed to something, like what is... If you don't mind sharing, what is a resolution you made last year that you want to fulfill this year? So I decided that one of the things I needed for myself is to be vocationally trained. So mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to learn how to, how to do things that I would not normally do with my hands. Um, so one of the okay. things that I've started to do is build. Uh, to mix the, 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 the daga or the, 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 you know, the cement sort of mud, uh, and, and learn how to actually put a brick on top of the other and, uh, keep it straight and so that it doesn't fall, fall and to know how to knock a nail into a piece of wood, stuff that I was ne- I was never ta- taught. And, uh, that was one of my resolutions. And I'm not where I should be, but I did start. <laughs> I did start. Well, you did start, so yeah. that's great, right? Because I'm, I'm personally, I'm terrible with 
those manly things that were that men are supposed to do, like kill things. <laughs> so I completely understand. Yeah. But what you know, what what it is that like the problem with resolutions? You, you probably you made a resolution like that on New Year's Day, say you're going to start doing that, and like you know, then on New Year's Day you're not really feeling like doing that. Yeah. Whereas you know, at some point you woke up and were like, you know what, today I'm going to do that. So. When you have a resolution that's a little bit loose, like maybe yours is a little bit loose, you don't have a specific deadline, like where you're going to, you know, complete something by such and such a date. It's a little bit easier, but when you're really got a, re a resolution that, I don't know, I'm going to go to the gym every day, you know, or I'm going to eat, uh, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm not going to eat fast food uh, or something like that. You know, you can screw it up immediately because you're, yours, you share with us now is, bit more open, right? Like if you, if you go a couple of weeks and don't do that, you can still do it then after that. Yeah. But when you make these resolutions, these promises that are about, you know, you make them on January 1st and like it, you're not ready for it. It's not the time you wanted it. So then you announce it publicly, which puts a lot of pressure on you. Right. Yeah. And everybody's doing it too. So you're kind of like, ah, you know what, if I don't do it, it doesn't matter because my sister's not doing it either. <laughs> and there's a whole conspiracy around that. But, but the, the thing is, it's a bit backwards too, because what better time of the year is there to change than, you know, after Christmas, right? Like yeah. you have not as much to do. Um, there's for most of us, we have a holiday or something. So it's actually, it should work. And the truth is, if you look at our, if you look at our success with promises to ourselves about change, they suck regardless of new year's resolutions or other resolutions. We just don't change well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I encourage the audience, people listening now, if they've made a new year's resolution, which about half of them should have, you know, we can help if they want to call in sometime during the and help them get, keep it, give them some advice how they can keep their specific promise themselves. Right. But the biggest problem we have, Aubrey, is that habit is, you know, you know, you know, this, this is, you talk about this every week about, uh, about change your mindset. Changing is hard. Changing yeah. something is hard. And when you build a habit, that's great. Breaking the habit is hard. Yeah. If you're using stuff, if you're smoking cigarettes, you want to quit, it's hard to quit, you know, yeah. and it's not just the substance, um, but it, it is, it is the, the habit of it itself as, as well. And, and it's good for us. So it happens to keep us from having to think about everything all the time. We get to do things easily and without thinking, but it also makes it hard to change. Right. And they've gone from thinking it takes 21 days or three weeks to create a new habit or break an old habit to thinking it can take as much as six to nine months. So, you know, this, this whole idea of New Year's resolutions, I think what I've done in the article, what we can talk about a little bit here is how can you apply the principles of creative problem solving to actually make your resolution work? Right, right. I want to start off by asking our listeners this question. Did you have a resolution? Did you start? And let's pick a, pick a, a moment in time, 2024 as it started. Did you perhaps after the New Year's celebration decide I'm quitting smoking, I'm quitting drinking, I'm going to start exercising a little bit more? And I'd like to know how you're doing thus far in terms of keeping that resolution. And if you have kept it, I want to hear from you as to what are the tools uh, you have applied to keep going. How did you stay committed when you heard the statistics from Michael? Most of us start and we fail in the first few days of the new year. By Valentine's Day, many of us have actually forgotten about whether or not we started the resolution. I'd, I'd really like to hear from those of you who've 
who've had a New Year's resolution and to this date, the 24th, going into the 25th of January, have kept going. I'd love to hear from you. What did you do? And if you have the presence of mind as you listen to this conversation as to why you think you dropped the ball, yeah? Because Michael is going to help us find creative ways of staying on track if indeed we are serious about the resolutions that we have uh, we've uh, taken up for the new year. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Those of you who have... Uh, up until the 25th. So you've been going for the last 24 days and you've kept to your resolution. What have you been doing? What are the conversations that you've been having with yourselves in your own mind? What have you been doing to stay the course? And if you know that you've dropped the ball, what happened? I'd love to hear from you on 011-883-0702. I'd be interested to also hear whether or not the statistics that Michael has just given uh, ring true to you about the keeping of resolutions on 011-883-0702. Let's talk about some of those um, creative ways uh, of keeping those resolutions, please, Mike. Yeah, cool. So the first thing that is really the easiest is that it's statistically much easier to build a new habit than to break an old habit. So if you have a goal that's what we would call an avoidance goal, right? Like I'm going to stop smoking or I'm going to stop eating Big Macs or whatever, right? Um, it's easier to reframe those as a positive goal. Right. Like even if it's just a slight reframing of your thinking, it makes it easier to achieve. So instead of I'm going to quit smoking, you know, I'm going to be a non-smoker or create a reward system for not smoking and then say, I'm going to gain that reward every day. Mm. It, it's, it, it's much easier for our brain, significantly 20 or 30% easier to achieve an approach goal, like a positive goal instead of a negative or avoidance goal. Right. Mm. So in your case with a, you know, with the building thing, you've already, you're already off to a good start because you're looking at doing something new yeah. that you're not having the habit of. Right. Yeah. Learning is easier than unlearning, basically. So if you can frame your goal, make yeah. sure it's a learning goal, yeah. you're better off already. Yeah, right? yeah. So, 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 so could it be that what, at least what, what I'm understanding you is also how you frame it in your own mind? So in, yeah. instead, of, instead of fighting against, I don't know, uh, fighting against war, then fight for peace kind of thing. Is, is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And it is all in your mind, right? I mean, you're learning. You don't know how to build things with your hands. You're going to learn to do that. It's in your mind whether you're going to actually sit down and learn to do that, right? So one of the things, not, one of the things that, that inspired me on this journey, Mike, and, and maybe it'll help me understand the whole sort of uh, uh, proposal you're making here is, is that I, I want to be able to make my own food. I want to be able to build my own shelter. I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of a survivalist sort of fantasy of mine or whatever. <laughs> but but I I want to be able. Are you getting, to... are getting worried about Are you getting worried about the Trump administration? Is there, is there... <laughs> I want to be able to, at a certain point in time, be able to hold a bunch of of spinach in my head and say, "I grew this." Um, right. uh, uh, and, and then eat it and then enjoy the 
the the the the feeling of having achieved that process right i mean i work hard and i and i and i can probably go to the pick and pay or to the fruit and veg city and go and buy the the spinach but I, i'm looking for a a different high a different sense of achievement and that is the mm-hmm. achievement of being able to start uh, a garden plant the stuff look after it uh, look after it nurture it watch it grow and then watch my family enjoy it I want to be able to build a shelter, a place that keeps people warm in winter, that keeps people um, uh, away from the elements that I didn't buy, but I built. Because at a certain level of my consciousness, there's a real hunger to be able to know that I can actually build something or I can grow something. Uh, Because I have looked at myself and said, you take it for granted. You take it for granted that just because you can go to a bank and ask for a loan and get a house, <laughs> or you can drive to the fruit and red city and, and buy, you take it for granted that that's all it, it is. And this, this is a personal conversation with myself. I'm not, I'm not trying to get anybody else in that conversation. But the point I'm trying to make is that I am desirous <laughs> of the ability to be able to build and to be able to raise food that will be eaten and enjoyed by my family. And I want to, I want to feel that sense of satisfaction. Whether I continue with that, uh, in the long term or not is something else, but I want to know that I can do it should I need to do it. Does that make any sense? Well, it makes perfect sense. And what you're talking about, of course, is the reward factor of building a new habit, right? Yep. The, the, the pleasure chemicals flood your brain and it's a new experience. You've got some other things like, go, like I don't know, hosting a radio show, right? You do that every day, yep. and you get pleasure from it, surely, sure. most of the time, yep. except when I'm on, probably. But, <laughs> but, you know, but, 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 you know, you get pleasure from that, but this is a different kind of pleasure because it's a new kind of pleasure. You're building new pathways in your brain to receive, you know, the experience of something that you didn't do before. And we, obviously, as human beings, right, that's, that's the biggest pleasure we have in a way um, is, is – realizing that we've expanded our abilities. But what you've also done, Aubrey, I want to highlight something um, to put us back into the conversation about the creative process, because the first step in a creative problem-solving process is to is to clarify the issue at hand, right? right. Um, and, and, and what you've just done is to do that. You start out by saying your, your resolution was to work with your hands more, right? Yeah. But what we do is that most of the time we're setting out to solve a problem. We actually don't understand the problem we're trying to solve. There's the metaphor, um, the old metaphor of like the truck gets stuck under the bridge. You, remember, you ever heard of that one? Tell me more. Uh, you know, the, tr- the truck is stuck under the bridge and like they, they get, oh, you know, we have to get this bridge off the truck because now the truck is stuck <laughs> and the whole road is blocked. Yes. And so they go get a big crane and stuff and they're trying to take the bridge apart. And this little boy of six years old comes out and says, I think you could do this a little easier. And they're like, what do you mean? And he says, what? Just deflate the tires of the truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go get a crane and take the bridge apart. You just make the truck a little lower and you'll be okay. So the problem is not correct. They're trying to solve the problem of taking the bridge off the truck instead of taking the truck out from under the bridge. Right. Now, what you've just done is clarify what it is. Your promise is actually broken down into a number of things, right? You want to hold the spinach in your hand. You want to be able to build shelter. You want to, these are all different things, and they're all different promises. Yeah. And when you get specific about each of them, 
it makes it easier to fulfill them, right? Because working with my hands, you could sit down and try to figure out what that means for days, right? Yeah. I mean, for, for something that's more appropriate for a lot of people, one of the great resolutions people make is I'm going to get out of debt, right? Yeah. This year, I'm going to get out of debt. Now, first of all, that's an, that's, that's an avoidance goal. So you want to first of all go, no, let's shift that to say, say something like, I'm going to stop using credit cards or I'm going to stop spending money I don't have. Instead of saying that, say something like, I'm only going to buy what I need or I'm only going to buy things I have money for. Just that shift makes it easier. But then the second thing is, what is the debt problem actually that you're addressing? Is it, you know, are you asking the question, how can I generate more money so I can pay off my debt? Mm -hmm. How can I cut down on my spending? Mm -hmm. How can I, you know, access other ways of getting things besides buying them? Those are all different problems. But you've, you know, you ball them. And a lot of the time, a resolution people make is got many things packed into it, right? And that's part of the reason it fails is because you want to get down to the simplest expression of it. You know, so for you, what you've just shared, it's like, yeah, which of those things is the most important? Is it growing the spinach or building a shelter? Then you do that one first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Does that make so, sense? So, 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 so what, what am I hearing? What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that it, it can't be general. It can't be nebulous it can't be uh it's got to be specific so you've got to be clear about what problem you are solving uh at least to yourself um yeah well look it, it can be it can be nebulous but it's it's it makes the likelihood of failing much greater yeah 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 all right, give me give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. To to what extent have you really distilled the intention behind your resolution, yeah. Uh, so you've said I want to get out of debt. What does that mean? Does that mean that you want to stop using credit cards? Does that mean that you want to stop? Uh, I don't know, buying that bottle of brandy at every Friday. Uh, every Friday. What is what does getting out of debt actually mean for you? Uh, and and what does that do, uh, Mike? What does that do in terms of the maintenance of the commitment to a resolution well it's you know and as you just you basically just said the, the simpler and more clear you make the problem the easier it is to solve the problem right to solve the problem of like you said like we're going to create peace in the world um you know that's a little bit easier than stopping war i guess but it's still a pretty big problem to solve but if we're going to say i'm going to stop fighting with my uh, with my wife, you know, the two of us are going to have a peaceful way to resolve conflict. That's a lot easier problem to solve, right? And 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 the other thing that we get into when we look at the process of problem solving, the next step after defining that problem is 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 thinking about ideas for the solution. And that's also something we don't tend to do with these kind of promises, right? Like, and sometimes we do after a while, but it's like, how many different ways can we think of? to get out of debt or to stop spending money we don't have. There may be, you know, when we attack any problem in business or in life, usually our first thought is not the best idea. As it's, it's a myth that people have that, oh, the first idea is the best idea. We always go back to it. It's actually not. It's statistically proven that the 30th or 40th idea is the best idea, right? So brainstorming is something we often do in work, but we often we never do with New Year's resolutions or, or promises to ourselves or new habits. How many different ways can you think of 
to make sure that you work. And I don't mean, Aubrey, like with your example of working with your hands, you know, there may be only three or four things you want to do. You want to grow spinach, you want to build stuff, you want to be able to fix your car, you want to be able to, you know, if something happens, yeah. uh, yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, take yeah, your family Be, be, be out, a lot you know. more practical than I, than I am, yeah? Well, what, what I'm saying is you, those, those, it's fine. You might have three or four things, but how many different ways can you get? Your, what we're talking about is actually getting yourself to do that, yeah, right? Yeah. Getting yourself to sit down and learn those things. How many different ways can you get yourself to do that? And then it's like brainstorm really ridiculous ideas, crazy ideas. You know, you're going to, you're going to, um, invite guests on this show who are going to teach you about how to work with your hands and yeah. you're going to make your show help you do that as part of your, you know, ideas like that that aren't just about, okay, today I have to sit down from nine to 10 a.m. and go on and look at YouTube videos, like the first thing you think of or something, right? But it's like brainstorm ways to solve your struggle to keep your new year's resolution brainstorm 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 ideas yeah and now, they can I'll, be ridiculous i'll tell i'll tell you the the process that i've i've gone through started out that way you know i i i caught myself copying out by saying no no i'm, I'm in the process because i'm i'm watching these new these youtube uh movies or these new youtube documentaries about how you you plant or how you create your home garden. And then I caught myself lying to myself, right? Um, basically wanting to give myself the excuse that I'm doing something about it when I knew at a certain level that uh, this was actually a cop out. That's when I decided, no, stop watching YouTube. It's, it's important. Uh, it's, it's one way of, of learning about how you do these things, how you dig a, a whole septic tank, uh, and all of those kinds of things. But ultimately you got to go out there and do it. And that's when I, I actually understood that there's a real difference between the, the conceptualization of something. And then the actual carrying out of the thing that you've been thinking about. And many times I found that I live in my head. I think, I think something through and I think that it's going to work. And then, then I stop at thinking about it. And that is part of the, 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 the problem I was trying to solve that I need to get to a place where I'm a lot more practical and less cerebral about stuff. It makes sense. Well, you just brought up, a, you didn't actually use the word, but you brought up a really interesting uh, uh, point, which is also really important, is uh, the idea around, like, integrity, right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't we love to live in a world where when someone says something, it happens? Yeah. Including yourself. Yeah. Where you say, I'm going to I'm gonna get out of debt, and you do, because you said so. Yeah. You know, I'm going to oh, learn. That, that would be power, brother. That would be real yeah. power. Yeah. I mean, that's the world that I'm fighting for, you know? That's the world that, that I love the listeners here to be fighting for. Keep your promise. And that's why I don't make 10 resolutions. Yeah. Because it makes it harder for you to keep them. Practice keeping one. And even your case, Aubrey, right? Working with your hands. Pick one part of that, yeah. you know? One thing that you're going to master. Yeah. Is it spinach growing or is it build, fixing your car or building a shelter, you know? Pick one and then keep it. And then do the next one, you know, because the, the, the likelihood of success grows every time that we keep our word. And there's it gets, you know, it can get a little bit esoteric, but there's I don't know if you follow Joe Dispenza at all. But, you know, he talks about the nature of a quantum reality that we've learned 
right? Yeah. That and this might sound cerebral, but it's very physical. We've learned over a hundred years ago. You know, the Oppenheimer is the best picture nominee now. It's going to win all these awards, right? The the idea that that the quantum nature of reality in quantum physics that reality is not solid that that everything around us is actually constantly existing in a state of flux and does not exist in reality for any sustained moment right and that everything that exists only exists because we perceive it to exist and when we perceive it it then comes into existence if we apply that to the reality we live in not just the science if we apply it to daily life right the idea is that we can start to realize that if we stay in this moment, in this present moment, and we speak our reality into existence in this moment, and not get distracted by our memories of what didn't happen, or our fears that it's not going to happen, but created in this moment, over and over again, um, we begin to be able to create at a much higher level. Because the more we bring integrity to what we say, matching what we do and by the way what we think matching what we say right mm -hmm. if what we think we say what we think right we don't say we don't think oh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stop smoking and then we refuse to promise to do that because we're scared that we're gonna break our promise but if we think it and then we say it and then we actually do it we begin to build a power that very few of us actually have in our lives because we constantly think things we don't actually say and we constantly promise things we don't fulfill right so the practice, yeah. if we narrow down, narrow down what we promise, yeah. right, and actually fulfill them, and with each other too, right? Imagine a world when you said powerful. Imagine a world where every time we make an agreement with someone, we keep it. So, one of the things that happened in my quest to be a lot more practical, because I found myself challenged by the idea that, you know. I do this work where we do a lot of talking and, mm -hmm. and, and maybe some thinking, but we do a lot of talking. And I, I felt challenged by the idea that said, you know, can you, can you actually facilitate and be part of a situation where you literally build something from scratch? It didn't exist. Now it exists because of the efforts you put in place. A real, questioning of the ability to be creative and one of the things that happened was my focus started to be um well, let me say the, the different things that i needed to do started to become logical so i got to understand that okay you want to you want to help your family out in in guandabele have a home well you're gonna, you're gonna have to get a piece of land right so it starts to get practical that that way so you got to go and speak to the local chief and, 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 and understand the ways that you actually get into the conversation with the, 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 the local chief and, and, and how do you, uh, what are the protocols that you need to follow? I got to understand that reality. Then got the little piece of land and, and, and then, then understood that you, you want to build a place and you want to have spinach and you want, well, you, you got to have a place to go, like to the toilet. <laughs> you know, and that made me well, that yeah. made, made me real made me realize. But then you got to do some 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 diggings to create a toilet, and, and that means that you you need to get the expertise to 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 show you how to build a, a septic tank, and, and all of that stuff. And oh, by the way, orbs 
building a septic tank means that you've got to pick a pick and, and literally start digging. And, you know, so, so for me, I don't know if I've gotten yet to the place where the spinach is going to start growing, but the process towards the spinach and the context in which the spinach is going to be consumed has certainly started because, well, I'm, I'm digging a toilet now. Okay, so I got it clear. The spinach is really your top priority. I get that, right? Yeah. Because that, that keeps coming up. So that's great because I want to have some of that spinach once you're growing. <laughs> but what, you, what you've also just done is taken us, you've done this beautifully, taken us to the next step in the creative problem-solving process, right? Yeah. Because after you brainstorm ideas, you select an idea, growing spinach, and then what most people don't do, because we tend to think our goals are simple, is break down the steps to get there in action and the integrity of taking each step in order, right? Yeah. So like you say, oh, yeah, I want to quit smoking. It sounds like, well, it's simple. You just don't smoke, right? But actually, there's steps you have to take, maybe things you have to put in place, accountability partners, uh, reminders. Places, places you don't go to anymore because of the kind of company that you keep there. Exactly. So there's like steps to put in place and then take those steps. Right. And then part of that process, too, is like one of the reasons when people give up on their resolutions. Right. Like I said, there's two kinds. There's the there's the there's the avoidance ones. And if you say I'm not going to smoke and then the next day you smoke, you've kind of screwed it up and you have to start again. Yeah. But then the ones like yours where it's like, well, by the end of the year, I'm going to have learned how to grow spinach or something like that. You know, you've still got 300 days left or whatever. But even if you didn't start yet, what we do, though, is give up. And we and it's and it sounds so simple, but it's 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 actually important to realize that again, going back to creativity as a process, it never works the first time. Like there's like nobody, no, you know, nobody wrote a novel uh, in one go. It's all you know. I, I've told you the quote before from yeah, Hemingway: yeah, yeah. the first draft of anything is yeah. beep. It's supposed to beat me out there, but it's you know. The idea that we should get it right the first time is is actually ridiculous. The word resolution, New Year's resolution, literally means solving again, right? So so it's like a resolution is something you're solving again and again and again. You don't have to get it right the first time. So that's part of the thing that you've done really well is last year you said you're going to learn this stuff. You did it, but you didn't complete it by the end of the year. So you're like, well, I'm going to carry on doing it until I get it right. And that's the biggest reason that we end up with 80% of these things being broken by February because people just give up. And that goes back to your integrity point. If you put the things in place, you know, you start by getting the question right. That's an integrity point. Are you asking the wrong question? Well, that doesn't have any integrity. You know, are you going to, are you going to actually come up with enough different ideas that something might work? That's integrity, you know, making a plan from that. That's actually then following it and then not giving up once you get encounter an obstacle. All of those things are are actually steps in a in a designed and structured creative process. And if you apply that exact process to the promises you make to yourself, including New Year's resolutions, even though they might, you know, be ridiculous because you just made them because it's New Year's, you can actually achieve them. And I'm dying to hear if there's any listeners giving any comments or wanting to call in and help have us help them make sure they don't break theirs. Give us a call. Uh, Michael, yes. Lee, Michael Lee is dying to hear your experience with your resolution, uh, whether you've uh, stayed the course or not. Uh, what were the reasons why you stayed the course? What were the reasons why you stopped? What were the? Could it be, Mike, that part of the reason is that it becomes clearer to us, it dawns on us that it isn't just about the growing of the spinach. 
It's also where the spinach is going to be eaten. By whom? How? Because what, what dawned on me, what became, you know, very, very quickly became very clear was that uh, spinach in the way that I wanted enjoyed doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens at a home. It happens with a family or friends, but pe- with people. And if it is going to happen continuously and sustainably, it has to happen at a place where it can do that. And I wonder whether maybe part of the reason why we give up on our resolutions is when we realize the other stuff that goes with the idea that I want to be able to grow spinach, that it's not just the spinach alone. It is what you're actually looking for is a context, a a, a feeling, a, a sustainability, and that the spinach is largely the symbol of that. Because you know what? I could probably grow some spinach the back in my back garden here in the suburbs. But I, I, I soon realized that it's not just about the spinach. It's about home. It's about being able to provide for my family. It's about, does it make sense? Well, yeah, and I think you're illustrating a great point. It is just about the spinach. Yeah. Because your, your word was, I want to learn to grow my own spinach. Right? Yeah. All that other stuff comes up in your mind. It's thoughts. You said you want to get out of your head and onto the ground and start doing it, right? Yeah. All those other things are conditions you can add and you can learn about and you can add them on. But the first thing is... I'm going to learn to grow spinach. The rest of that stuff is just complications you're putting in the way of it. And again, that's the simplification we're talking about, right? If you have a goal, you've taken on a New Year's resolution, you say you're going to do that. First of all, it's true. A lot of people make stuff like that without even thinking it through. So you've made a good point there. You didn't think it through, right? Like, oh my gosh, there's all this stuff. Yeah. But so what? Like, what would it be like? Again, if we live in a world where when I said I'm going to do it, I just do it. And I don't come up with all these explanations for why I suddenly realize I, I shouldn't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be better? I don't know. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, I get all the context you're bringing up and all those ideas are great to explore. But none of it matters if you don't know how to grow the spinach, does it? Because you want to do it with your own hands, you said. Yeah. You want to just be able to go out there and grow spinach. Harvest it. Yeah, because I, 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 I could just bunch of whole, just buy a whole bunch of spinach, and it, 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 it is about more than just the spinach. It's about the fact that the spinach has is a result of my own labor. Exactly. Uh, it, it's a, it's about the fact that the spinach has been um, has been cultivated and looked after and nurtured. Uh, it. it Almost, almost like a pioneer kind of like feeling, like the the way that the first people did it. I, I want to figure out whether I can do that kind of thing, and I don't know whether and is. That, it, yeah. Well, no, they're saying that is like, and that's a great example you're giving there too. Because when you wake up in the morning and you think, you know what, today I don't really want to take the time to go out and cultivate the spinach and finish the process of learning to grow my own spinach. Today I'm tired. That one single clear motivator, the theme, the sort of like, it's the theme for you is like, I want to be self-sufficient. I want to be proved to myself and to my family and to the world that I can grow my own spinach. That's your motivation. It's not just a promise 
to do it, but there's something behind that promise is what I hear you saying. Yeah. And that's the case for any serious New Year's resolution that someone makes that they really want to achieve. You don't just say, I want to get out of debt because it's for fun. It's like, I want to get out of debt so that I can be free to travel after that and not have to, or, you know, I want to get out of debt so that I can uh, pay for my child's education. Whatever it is, there's a, an important reason. And that's, it's, you know, important to get in touch with that. And it's the same with, again, why that's creative, why that connects to creativity is like, when you know what the purpose of the, you know, if you take a group of people from a company and stick them in a room and tell them to solve a problem they don't care about, you're unlikely to get good results because if they're not motivated, they don't care. But if you put them in a room and tell them to solve the problem that's going to save the company from going bankrupt and they're going to get fired, they're already going to be a bit more motivated because their purpose is clearer, right? And and you have a clear purpose. You want to grow spinach so that you can prove to yourself that you're self-sufficient, that you don't need to go to the shop, right? That's You want to prove to yourself that you're a real man that knows how to do that. Yeah? And that's I what's do. driving yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. We have asked the question, what is that New Year's resolution that you've been able to stay the course with? And what is that New Year's resolution that you were so convinced you need to, f- to fulfill, but just stopped why listening to the conversation i'm having with michael lee at the moment you probably can now identify elements of that internal conversation with yourself uh, about why it is that you were able to continue or not continue i want to take a quick break when i come back i'll take your calls on 011-883-0702 really would like to know about your new year's resolution and the creative process how you inspire yourself to keep going how you keep finding the 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 stamina to keep going the reason the purpose the why you have to keep going we'd love to hear from you on 011 starts here 702 change your mindset yeah change your mindset Uh, how do you understand the goal that you have put before yourself uh, is it the glass half full or the glass half empty? How do you correct, characterize it? How do you articulate it in your own mind? Yeah? Uh, do you want to fight for peace or are you fighting against war? <laughs> uh, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. 11 uh, is the number to dial. And my guest is Michael Lee. He is a multiple TEDx speaker on the subject of creativity. An all-around nice guy. Uh, but also a guy who is obsessed with the idea of finding ways of understanding reality in a creative way so that we can produce better results, more elegant results, more uh, results that have integrity in them. Yeah. So give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Jan is in Tembisa. Hi, Jan. Hello, Jan. Hi, Ob. Yeah, go ahead, man. What's on your mind? Aubrey, I'm not sure if I'm, 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 I've got the right topic, man. Go for it, man. Go ahead, yeah? Yeah, my thing is, Aubrey, about this new resolution thing, man. Do you, can I ask you a personal question, Aubrey? Go, I don't know if I'll answer it, but you can ask it. When is actually, when is actually the new year? Is it, uh, September or is it January? I would imagine that it is probably when you decide it is, hey, uh, John, because you're right that there are 
different um, adherents to different types of calendars. There are those who believe that the um, September is the the new year. There are those that believe that, uh, you know, so so I imagine that uh, the new year would probably be the new year that you decide is the new year, yeah? Okay. My view, Aubrey, about the resolutions, eh? uh, I, I, I seem to differ that uh, January is the new year. I'll tell you why, Aubrey. In January, most people are distressed. They don't really have much. Mm. They overspend during the December season. And there's no happiness in uh, January. Yes, January. (laughs) Yeah, January. Ah. That's my name. My name is John, by the way. Okay. So, Perhaps I I I I don't have the facts, but I seem to believe in terms of seasons. Ne? Mm. A new year to me is in September because in September that's when everything seems new. Because if you think about it, perhaps in in September you just come out of winter, and now there's sunlight, the weather is good, everybody is happy, no one is broke, everybody is looking forward for the season, the, 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 the festive season. So I believe we should have resolutions in September because sure. that's when everybody seems happy. Makes, it, makes, makes a lot of sense to me, but... I'm I'm interested in the resolutions that you would have made in September as opposed to the ones that, of course, you would have made in December or January. What are they? Do you have uh, resolutions that you made in September and you, have you kept them? Yes. Can I, 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 for me, it's life, Aubrey, because the most important thing is, is, is your health, Aubrey. Yeah. If you feel good, uh, whether it's psychologically or physically, you know? mm. I believe health is the most important thing because what 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 does riches really provide for for one if you're not healthy? So what 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 was so your what was your resolution? Is to look after myself. Also. Nice, nice. One. And have you been yeah. have you been faithful to that resolution? Yes, I'm trying. I quit smoking. Nice. <laughs> I'm not smoking anymore, Aubrey. And how long? How long has that I, been? How long has that been, uh, Jan? It's about three weeks now. Well done, man. Very nice. Yeah. Very yeah, that's all good. That's but now, it, it, interesting, interesting point though. Just to notice, three weeks is pretty much from this New Year. This one, this one that we're saying doesn't work. <laughs> Why did that happen, John? Yeah. How did you manage to? Have your resolution start in the new year that you don't believe in. I'm curious. No, this has been long overdue because maybe there's the triggers that should need to, to, to start now, but it, it, it's over, it, it's long overdue, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Listen, can I, can I say something? Already? Yeah, sure, go for it. I mean, first of all, congratulations. That's a fantastic thing to achieve, right? And it's great. But there is a collective unconscious that we live in 
And, you know, the Chinese New Year is in February. I love to say, okay, you screwed up your New Year's resolution, start again. February 10th this year is the Chinese New Year. Yeah. So you screwed it up, start again. The Jewish New Year, which is my, you know, my tradition is, 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 is in October this year. Um, so, you know, you screwed up all year and you didn't keep your resolution, start again in October. So, you know, Jan, it's, it's, it's absolutely wonderful to say the New Year starts when you say it starts. And many different traditions have many different New Year's. But there is a collective unconscious that may be what gave you the strength to actually follow yeah. your resolution yeah. starting starting in the first couple of days of January because a lot of other people are are seeing it as a fresh start. No matter what you say, people worry or whatever, there is the sense of people have gone away. There's a holiday, especially in South Africa, where we have this long Christmas holiday period. Or holidays, you know, and 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 there is a sense that the year is beginning anew, and we're starting fresh in January, no matter what tradition we follow. If we live in this society, so just an interesting thought: like, why did you manage to actually keep that long-standing wish starting on January second or third? <laughs> so, John, do you think do you think that that played a role? The fact that uh, collectively, generally speaking, right or wrong that a lot of people are making their resolutions at around this time. Could that have been part of the reason why you've been able to keep your uh, resolution not to smoke a reality? Uh, bra uh, this, this pressure, there's a lot of pressure, bra I hear you. Because whether you like it or not, at the end of the day, you're part of the society and you live with people amongst people. So basically, in December, that's when we go home sure. and we meet our families sure. that we've not seen for quite some time. Sure. And that's when we actually get the opportunity to, like, reflect. I because hear. that's when we get the opportunity. Because in September, yeah. no one is giving me a holiday. <laughs> exactly. I have to work. John, I'm going to thank you very much, my brother. Much appreciated. Mike, as we close, uh, your final words and how do we get in touch with you? Well, first of all, I think that was fantastic. It uh, was. He just came as our one call and just like nailed this wonderful point that like no matter what you think, yeah, there's something else going on behind the scenes. And if you can manage to keep your promise by riding the surf of that wave, please do. That is part of how creativity works too. You can get in touch with me so many ways, but the easiest way these days is michaellee.biz. My name, michaellee.biz. That's the website. You can go in there and you can uh, put your, your contacts if you want to reach me there or or find mine. And uh, yeah, happy New Year, Aubrey. Keep your keep your spinach growing, brother. I'm gonna keep it uh, growing, man. And as soon as it's uh, it, it's a it's a it's a living reality, you will be the first to taste my spinach, uh, Mike. Mike oh, Lee, man, I'm gonna you. hold you to that. Yeah, I'm absolutely. gonna hold you to that. <laughs> Mike Lee, thank you so much for joining.